Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast on a rather quiet week in Scottish football. Hello, I'm Martin and I'm joined by Alan. Alan, how are you? You look terrible, by the way. Yeah, vaccine booster yesterday absolutely floored me. Um, oh, yeah, just vaccine booster. Just spent 20 hours in my bed, but I'm starting to, starting to turn the corner. You look like you spent 20 hours in your bed. Kerr, how are you? I'm fine, Martin. I'm fine. Good, As good, usual. Good. As usual. Uh, Cammy, how are you? Uh, still negative, so it's all good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that matters anymore. Um, can I just say a big hello to everybody in the comments? Um, yes, I have had a haircut. Um, it must be Christmas indeed. Um, of course, we're live on YouTube. So please do hit the like and subscribe button. It really does help the podcast grow. And I just found this out, and I think I said it the other week. See, after the podcast's finished, right? Jump back on. It won't count as a view, but get right in the comments because apparently that helps share it and all. Um, it's just a wee tip that I learned. And of course, because of Aldo McNaught, who I believe has just became a member, um, Aldo was moaning at me because he doesn't like Patreon and he wanted me to bring the memberships back. So I've brought the memberships back for you to help support us on YouTube. Um, so please do hit that as well. You'll get extra content along with the membership as, lo- as well as a Patreon, which I'll do in a wee bit. I'll do in a wee bit. I don't want to do too much um, advertising. I will get to the comments shortly, but obviously, care the breaking news today is that yet again, football Martin's fans are going to miss out because of, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to say misinformation from Mr. Leach um, telling us that the virus, the virus doesn't like winter, and stadiums are fine. To now, we're being told you can't have more than five hundred people in a stadium. What's going on, Kerr? Your guess is good as mine, Martin. I don't 
either government, UK government, Scottish government, Welsh government, they all seem to pander the same lines, don't they, this virus is that. I mean, well, I've known people who have been in hospital with it and who've been all with it. I mean, no, it's real, but they're telling us to get that many vaccines, vaccination passports, do everything else, and they're bringing back restrictions. And they're not really telling us reason, reasons why. They're just putting dates and stuff. You have to restrict from this. You have to do this from that time. And I think that people and the general members of the public is just getting fed up with it in general. And it's, I mean, it is difficult for governments to do it, but at least put, so they always say we go with the science. Well, show us the science, show us the reasons why you're doing it. They don't, they just tell us and they expect us to believe everything they say. And sometimes, well, everything they tell us isn't always true. And I think we're starting to see that. And we do get a date, so maybe don't, don't get, uh, everybody's entitled to get vaccinated. It's not actually your own choice, no matter what. We do get a date to go out and do stuff maybe they shouldn't do when we've been locked down before. But I don't see it being as bad as this time. That's only my own opinion. It could be. But I think if we're more careful with what we're doing, we shouldn't take away like football and stuff because that, that also affects people's other side, mental health and people mm-hmm. stuck in the house alone. So there's many different paths you can go down when people come out with these statements. And I think the government in general have to take a look at the people in this country and actually go with what they want and stop it, stop doing what the government wants because sometimes that's not the right way. I says to you tonight, guys, I'm, I'm not giving you more questions. You're going to need to jump in with your own opinions. Just just saw him care said there um, about, you know, people's people's mental health. Um, I, I struggled when I heard the news today. Um, probably because I'm not feeling great, but I struggled. Um, I was talking to uh, our own JD um, in a private chat um, and sort of ranted to him. Um, and I said that, you know... And I know I'm not alone, but there's there's people like me that were like every every job's got high pressure, every job's got stress. Um, we come out of our work working long hours, at least forty hours a week for a full time job, maybe more. Um, I know I'm doing a lot just now. Um, and the one thing you want to do at the weekends to escape for it all, um, you know, it's great spending time with family and friends, and that's absolutely fantastic. And you know, we can still do that just now. But the one thing to totally escape for me from from everything for a few hours is going to the football on a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon or whenever Rangers are playing. And it's been taken away from me. And yeah, you can still watch the game on the telly, um, but it's been taken away from me again. Um, and I just, I, I, I sort of had a bit of a meltdown about it this afternoon. <laughs> um, and I know I'm not alone. There's hundreds of thousands of people um, from all walks of life who support every club in this country who will be feeling the same way that I'm feeling and you know it's you know my heart goes out to all those people who will be who will be struggling with um hopefully it's not going to be for long we've been promised or we've been told three weeks but the last time we were told it was a three or two week lockdown it, it lasted months and months hopefully that's not the case this time um and we can all get back to supporting our teams you know whether you're a Rangers fan going to Ibrox you know you go to Fur Park McDermott Park anywhere else in Scotland I really do hope for the sake of every football fan and everybody's mental health, that we can get back into football stadiums really quickly. You had to mention Fur Park, didn't you? <laughs> Martin <laughs> Nemesis. <laughs> Before you come in, Cammy, can I just say a big thank you to Fog Dog, who has now became a YouTube member. And I've been asked this before, and I have tried and tried. No, you cannot change the colour. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but fact, before you come in, Cammy, do you know what? Let's get to some comments because I've got about a thousand comments to get to. Half of them are about. My hair. Um, we've got Sword and Shield, evening all. Um, I wanted to get to that one. 
<laughs> out. Martin's had a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, CGM, good evening. Good evening, CGM. Um, yes, haircut, Stevie Wonders Barbers will be pleased at your contribution. Um, there's a lot of people talking about the other side of the city, but we will come to that. Um, but Cami, firstly, your thoughts. I think the guys have pretty much uh, pretty much covered it. To be honest with you, I've, uh, I've had better I've had better days. Um, I, I tweeted uh, early on this morning about uh, mental health and um, that I, I'm I look at it from a personal point of view. I'm very lucky. I've got a good support network and a good family around about me. I feel sorry for people like Alan referenced that maybe stay alone, uh, going to Ibrox or or whatever's their that that's their that's their family sort of situation and, and uh, getting out and that's my overriding uh, concern through this uh, that people's mental health is um, and if if the worst comes to the worst over the next three weeks and there's no football listen mm. I want to be going to Ibrox on Boxing Day if I can't be going to Ibrox on Boxing Day I want to be sitting watching uh, <laughs> Rangers TV muted I may say but um, I will be um watching Rangers TV, if you take that away and then you take it away for the 29th and then you take it away for the 2nd of January and then you've got an inter international break and then you've got a winter break, so you're maybe looking at the next fixture being the 21st of the 21st of January, a month away, you know what I mean? I said at the time, and this is not belittling it as a an illness, I know people that have had it been seriously ill, I know people that have passed as a result of it, I genuinely believe that more people will die as a result of t taking their own life, suicide whatever it may be than will die via this new variant or via COVID I, I genuinely believe that it's, it's, it's not spoken about not one of the jokers mm -hmm. in uh, Holyrood mentioned me people's mental health, I think the, the Labour leader touched on it it's a ticking time bomb, you know, and yes. this is that that's the consequence for the, for the actions. And there's no there's the, the figures don't stack up. Protect the NHS, save lives. How how long ago was that? What's changed? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Is is there is there twenty five thousand people in hospital? Is there a thousand people dying? No, there isn't. But apparently we're in a better position than we were a year ago. Well, so on that basis, the football continues. If it can happen in Germany, if it can happen in uh, the Netherlands, if it can happen down south, all the clubs down south are shutting training grounds and all that sort of situation. You don't hear any of that up here. You know, there's maybe a, a positive case here or a positive case there, but it's... Sorry, I've just ranted there and my worry was I was going to come on here and no coherence at all and go from one subject to the other. But I do feel very passionate about this and it's uh, football has to continue. See if, see if teams have enough fit players, the game goes ahead. It's as simple as that. You know, and I would say this, yeah. if, we, if, we, if Rangers had a number eight, we were made to play earlier in the season without our manager, our goalkeeper, our captain... You know, Jimmy Bell was nearly playing centre half. You know what I mean? But it's, <laughs> you know, it's it, true. We were, you know, the, the SPFL yet again completely silent in this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like not a word. 
EPF, the English Premier League are very transparent. They issue the number of positive tests every week and da-da-da, we're doing this. Uh, social distancing within the, the training grounds and less treatment time and th- these are all the measures. What do we get from our, f- for our uh, governing bodies? Nothing. I'll, t- I'll tell you something. Say, sorry. Sorry, Cam, you, you make an interesting point. I'm sure we'll get into the, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, clubs asking for games to be postponed, clubs talking about bringing the winter break forward, fans talking about it. But see for people's mental health, and particularly over the festive period, where, where a lot of people struggle over the festive period, um, and also to encourage people to follow the rules and the restrictions, you have to keep people entertained. And when people get bored, they are more likely to do stupid things, they are more likely to get involved in things they shouldn't be involved in. And I'm talking from a professional point of view here. I see it nearly every day at work. If, if people are bored, they're, they're more likely to... They've got time in their hands. They don't know what to do. They don't know how, how to deal with that time. Football has to go on. We have to keep people entertained during this time because what else are people going to do? Pantomimes are being closed. You know, Plays are being closed. Concerts are being cancelled. All these things. What have people got to do? They've got to sit in the house... And they've got to go to the, the. We can still get to go to the pub at the minute. So that's what people are going to do. The vast majority of people are going to do. We need to yeah. keep people entertained. We need to give them something to do, particularly over the festive period. Um, well, well, well. Look, G, GB sums it up perfectly. Look, life has to continue. It does. It does, Martin. And it's very hard at the moment because you're not getting allowed to continue your life. We all know different people get different issues and stuff like that but you have to continue because at the end of the day the world has to go around and we have to continue with it but for some reason in the UK especially in Scotland when you think back to before I started we didn't have they didn't have a lot of control but it's like the government's like this control and I don't like it too political but it's like they like this control they like telling you to do that do this and I could be totally wrong, but it feels to me like they like being in control, they like making their daily speeches on the TV, they like to be seen. I mean, at the end of the day, they're saying they're not getting any money for this. We knew it was coming in. Once once Hollywood got the money coming through for Westminster, we knew this was going to come in. That was yeah. obvious straight yeah. away. And you can talk about independence and crap like that, right? But it's all about control of them. And it's no, I've seen earlier they're getting a wage rise next season, MPs, right? For what reason? Nobody else gets a wage rise. So what are mm. they doing any different for the FTs in the, in the UK? Not a lot. So, no, Alan mentioned mental health, which is a good point. So a lot of people suffer from mental health. I've had it in the family. My daughter suffered it and stuff like that. So, no, it's not right. And we have to continue because if we don't continue, a lot of people who do love themselves, a lot of old people who don't get any visitors, it's not right for these people. These people seem to forgotten about and all this because they just point to COVID and not everybody who's on mail has COVID even though you no. may have similar symptoms it's not so everybody has COVID but for some reason you phone your GP don't come in if you have symptoms but they don't know if it's COVID or not hospital appointments getting everything's getting stopped because of COVID but mm-hmm. we have to continue because so many people are getting let down health-wise, let down mental health-wise and just basically their life stopping in general and it's not good because if I was a young person nowadays, I'd be frustrated because they've got nothing to look forward to at this moment in time. Brilliant point made by Darren, right, Alan? And well, people are fed up, which I think you can see by the four of us and most of the comments, in fact, all of the comments, even from those of a, 
a different team persuasion. Um, compliance with these restrictions were much lower than last time. However, businesses, including Rangers, don't have that choice. They have to comply with us. I noticed, uh, sorry to just uh, sorry. go on a different subject, I noticed that Hibs have just had, uh, they've had the WhatsApp message that Motherwell got and they've just issued the same statement uh, that Celtic obviously sent round in an email. I tell you what then, we'll come back to Darren's point because I really <coughs> want to pick that up, but but we'll, we'll go on that now, Alan. Um, there was always going to be teams that looked to try and take advantage of this one way or the other. If they had injuries, suspensions, maybe they were a little bit fear of a game coming up. Um, and one of those teams, of course, is Celtic. Um, coming out with a ridiculous statement that they want the winter break brought forward. Um, the winter break is literally, what, nine, what, 10, 11 days away? Um, yeah. Utter nonsense. Utter, so, utter nonsense. There was some there was some really good conversation about this on our group chat. So I'm not going to take I'm not going to take praise and claim that these are all my thoughts. But what a lot of the guys were saying was, and they're absolutely spot on. This isn't about Celtic wanting players and eh, wanting their fans, sorry, into stadiums. This is about Celtic wanting to get their players back from injury. It's about our players possibly going three of our players possibly going to the the African Cup of Nations. It's about playing us when they're in a stronger position in January or February or whenever these rearranged games are going to be fit in. Um, it is nothing to do with our fans. Their fans weren't they weren't even so bothered with their fans getting to the game when the league was called. Wait, what was it? Eleven games left to play or something like that. Um, when when it, it was just voted that they were going to win the title, they couldn't care less about their supporters. Their supporters couldn't care less about going to the football. It's all about them being in a stronger position when they play us on the 2nd of January or whenever the rearranged game would be, if they get their way. And I am very suspicious that because Celtic have requested this, Celtic are going to get it. Because they will go down the road telling us it's all about safety, players, safety, staff. And there may be, there may be a, a slight, slight point there. There absolutely is, but they are using that to mask the fact, fact they do not want to play us on the 2nd of January. No interest in it at all. I'd go along with that, Kia. Yeah, so would I. I mean, like Alan said, they have got a point, to be fair, but why did I mention it before the cup final on Sunday? What was the difference? It's only two days ago. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, COVID was still here. It was just as bad. So, I don't know why they're coming out with a day. Obviously, they like to get things their own way. They, they don't like competition. They never have, even when... We won and stuff, and I liked it back then. They thought for the last nine years we'd win the league very easily. They thought they were always going to win it. They don't like a challenge. We've seen that in the past with them, the state of their fans last season. As soon as they get any challenge or any, but they disagree with them, they're very, they go very defensive because they like to be in control of things. Peter Lowell's always been like that, and the club like that. Their fans are like that as well. I mean, you get, to be fair, some of the fans on social media have said they don't want to cancel. The game to want to play until it's until the Rangers game, which to be fair, that's okay. But the club don't because like somebody mentioned they've got injured players. There's a they're coming out saying they maybe bring in four players in January, so that would make them a lot more stronger when they play us next. So that's all they're looking for. Celtic never do integrity, as somebody's mentioned. Celtic are always about Celtic and nothing else. Their fans don't matter like we seen last season when they were going through a bad period and they're caging their fans out of Celtic part and they're fighting with the board and turning up with banners and stuff like that. Things like that don't matter. Celtics just care about Celtic, but for some reason, other clubs in Scotland jump on the bandwagon, and it's usually the same ones that jump on the bandwagon with them. And we don't know if it's is it because they get favours from Celtic. Who knows? But I've heard today. I don't know if it, they just need two clubs to say they don't want a lot. They don't want. Uh, 
Well, I that that was that was a question. Let me see, uh, Darren again. Um, who makes that decision? Is it the SPFL or the clubs? Well, the SPFL is the clubs in it. Um, does it need a simple majority, or can we veto it? Can I think Yeah, I think because of the ridiculous setup of the way that the SPFL is, um, you only need two clubs, I think, to go against it. Um, well, the, which in this well, occasion. They've they've got their two clubs straight away, Motherwell and Hibs. They've they've came out and you know uh, Alan Burrows has been on Twitter tonight and uh, Hibs have just released a statement, basically copying and pasting what Celtic have uh, have told them to write. You know, so uh, no, I mean, that's mean two two clubs against it. It doesn't right. go through. Oh, oh, I think oh all sorry, you would need is sorry, like, sorry. All you would need, I think, is probably obviously I think Rangers would vote against that. I would hope so mm-hmm. anyway, and probably Hearts. Well, one other. You know, is it is it two, is are. it two clubs from the entire uh, senior setup, or is it just two clubs for the? I think it's just from the top league. It's just for the top league. Yeah. If it's Sorry, a, man, if it was the full was... entire league, you would need like seventy five percent, I think. Because it's it's all on SP, it's all on SPL. It's on the break, isn't it? The rest of the mm-hmm. clubs are still playing through. So I just think it's two clubs. But I know I heard I don't know if somebody I heard on social media, Sean Maloney was supposed to be against it when he spoke here on today. I don't know if that's true, but he said he wanted to continue his playing. So hopefully. They go that way as well. I don't see it. See if it was like and it went a break. It was maybe four weeks ago. You would say mm-hmm. like, fair enough. But it's mm-hmm. what eleven days. Come on, what's eleven days? Yeah. And and the thing about this as well, Cammy, is where do you reschedule the games if you bring this forward? Because are you trying to tell me that in three weeks everything's going to be rosy? No. Listen, uh, Alan Burrows is uh, talking as if it's going to go for five hundred to um, full capacity straight away. You know that that's not going to happen. You know what's happened in the past. That's uh, that isn't going to happen. Um, it's <laughs> three weeks. You know we've, we've we've seen this movie before. You know with regard to timelines and 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 that sort of situation. So the games just have to get pl- the games have to get played. If there's enough fit players available, the games have to get played. And you have the the winter break, and you've got what eighteen days between the the game across against Sporting Integrity AFC and then uh, uh, still in Albion um, and the, the the Scottish Cup. Sorry, I'm being very flippant here, but it's um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying my best to uh, appear sensible here, but it's it's hard. So let's just say this this situation is completely flipped, and we were in the situation asking for it with teams vote with us. <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go. Next, next question. <laughs> well, see, th- this is the thing, Alvin. Why? Why are we know why? We know why um, St. Mirren, um, who's ma- who's manager, by the way, was at the the cup final with fifty thousand people. Yeah. So I don't know what's changed in two days for St. Mirren, but we know why they're doing it because their club chairman's already been showing exactly why they would follow in Celtic's coattails. But why would a, why would an Aberdeen and a Motherwell as well go along with us? I, th- I think Scottish football, Scottish football is still hurting. It's still hurting, um, and there's still there's still division between Rangers and the rest of Scottish football, with the exception of one or two individuals. But they can't stand us. Let's let's be brutally honest. The majority of Scottish football can't stand us, and I'm okay with that. But unfortunately, when it comes down to circumstances like this, it means we will not have any support. Um, I I can't remember about. Um, I can't remember about specifics that, that you know specific relations Celtic had with other clubs um, when we were in the lower leagues. 
Um, but they've certainly got a better relationship with a lot of clubs like St Mirren. Um, just look at their club shop, for example. Um, so, you know, Scottish football can't stand us. I'm okay with that in the main part. I, I you know, I'm, I'm here looking for looking for pals and you know to win supporters of other clubs. Um, but th- that's it's just a problem in Scotland. Scottish football just does not like Glasgow Rangers. And then what what happens, Cammy? If you know they bring this winter break forward, and then the whole lockdown COVID thing continues, what happens then? Do the clubs go? Oh no! Well, listen, we need to bring football back anyway. It's 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 a you're nonsense. Ju- you're, you're just pushing a problem down down the road. If you if you don't just get these games played, you know there there isn't the available dates for a for a starting point, and then. This three, the three week then becomes six weeks, becomes nine weeks, becomes you know you know how you know how things work at Holyrood, and you know uh, how it's how this is how this is going to pan out. You know it's the games. You know I repeat myself again: the games have to be played. If if unless a team is decimated, the games go ahead, um, and we go back to it's Christmas, mental health. Um, or, the, or there's so many factors around. Uh, if 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 Saint Martin can't play against Celtic tomorrow night and against us on Saturday, because they've got twenty players out, then be transparent about it. Tell us mm-hmm. we've got twenty players out. We've only got three goalkeepers, the kit man, and the and the club chairman to play. You know, then that's fair enough. We then prepare for Aberdeen next Wednesday night. And we mm-hmm. we play Aberdeen next Wednesday night, and then we go we go across the city on the second of January. You know, it's that's what it comes down to. You know, it's these clubs that are coming out in support of what Celtic have said. Apparently, they appear to think this three weeks is just going to be three weeks. You know, I mean, are they on a group chat with with Nicola Sturgeon? You know, I mean, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's. I think we were also wishful. told we were also told Cammy by Mister Leach whose voice is seriously starting to irritate me, uh, much more than my own, and my voice is irritating, by the way. Can I, can that, I, can I, can I, can I just say, right, we are now in December, the, what's this, the 20, 21st of December, and he's only now starting to annoy you. Oh, he's been <laughs> annoying yeah. me for months. He's been annoying me for months. Um, like me for nine years. You know, he, <laughs> he, he takes arrogance to a whole new level. But he was saying, he said, care that, the winter would be fine. Um, people in stadiums would be absolutely fine. And then yeah. we've got John Swinney on the radio going, he wished he'd, he'd uh, took fans out of the the latest cup final. Um, that's two people that are meant to be on the same page. Yeah, they're not on the same page. Listen, at the end of the day, if you vote for clowns, you get a circus, and that's basically what the Scottish government are. They, they don't really care about the public. They, they all look like they're against each other when you watch it in Hollywood or whatever, but see you away for the hangmates, they're all pals, they all, they all kind of go together, they know they're getting a wage rise, they know they're going to be there for a wee while. Members of the public are second to the people like that, they don't really care about us, so I'm not really going to say much more on that, but I would say, what I will say is, I think to say that the three-week time, like Cammy says, I see it coming back and we will be playing behind closed doors, and what they're going, they going to say then, they'll be fine because injuries have cleared up, might have, might have new players in the book, so it'll be fine with it. Mm. But what's can, the, I, do you know what I mean? can I just say a big hello and thank you to Ewan um, for becoming a channel member. 
Um, if you do want to become a channel member, the links is in the description, or you can just hit the join button. We do, of course, also have our Patreon where you can get extra shows uh, as well. The link for that is in the description. Um, every penny helps. Every penny goes towards making this podcast better. And, of course, it goes towards supporting the Rangers Charity Foundation as well. I love it when Cammy freezes. He always freezes in the, <laughs> the most awkward, awkward um, of positions he's frozen again. Um, let's have a wee look at look, some of the manic, uh, Well, I know you know it used to be Wolf that had the had the the worst, but it's now Cammy definitely. Jealousy is the root of it all, which is, I've never understood that. I'm not a jealous person. Why would you be? Why would you be jealous when you're this beautiful? I, I just I, I don't get it. Um, don't forget, <laughs> Michael Stewart and his Capellan Radio Scotland will also be pushing for an early shutdown. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, GB, remember years ago we had a bad flu outbreak and they made us play? There you go. How times how times absolutely change. Now, the rule, of course, Alan, has been that as of... Is, is it the 26th or the 27th? I think it might be the 27th. 26th, no, I think it is. Is it, is it the 26th? Somebody in the comments will tell us. Um, you can no longer have... Um, you can only have, sorry, 500 supporters in your ground. Um, where do we go with this? Um, who covers the costs? Would uh, they try to, the Rangers now have to go to their fans again and go, listen, we're really sorry, folks. There's nothing we can do. Please don't ask for your money back. Yes, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, and I think the vast majority of Rangers supporters won't ask for their money back because we know the club need it. Um, I know I won't. I didn't last time. Um, I've no interest in getting it back. I've gave it to the club for a reason. Um, and I'm under a previous regime. I might have um, acted differently, uh, but under the, under the current regime, you know, the club's moved forward, made incredible strides in the last few years, um, and we're heading in the right direction. So I'm confident I know where my money's going and it's been used properly. Um, so if the club were to come out and make a statement along those lines, or offering the money back, I, I wouldn't take it. Cammy, um, I don't know how long. It's all about, this is only got, it's only going to affect one home game anyway. I mean, it's all going to be back to normal in the, the, late, the later stages of January, so it's, it's, it's not a big deal. Do you know something, I've seen a different subject, there was a, being a kind soul, there was somebody on uh, Twitter was looking for a ticket for the game on Boxing Day, but it was only open to MyJers members and VIP members. Now, being a very kind soul, I went on, had a wee look, and I, I messaged the guy and said, oh, I can I can sort you out a ticket. So he, asked, he says, can you get me in the main stand? Sorted him out a ticket. £42 for his ticket. And he messaged me earlier on to say, what's happening about the game on Boxing Day? So what what happens there? What happens with somebody that's paid you know, we've paid up front like £600, £700, whatever it is for a season ticket. You've got a number of people, traditionally the Boxing Day fixture, um, people maybe be taking their, their family, their kids, they're maybe taking their kids for the first time to Ibrox, what have you. So there'll, there'll be public sale tickets that I think, I'm assuming that Rangers will have to refund. You can't ask, um, I'd be surprised if uh, they folk get stung for it sort of thing, but I think we're a, we're a bit away from the we're not going to get back into the stadium this season. Um, I think that the conversation around um, uh, getting money back and all that sort of stuff. We just have to see what the next few 
the next few weeks bring and hopefully we are back in the stadium uh, in the latter part of January uh, into February um, but we, we just well, have see, to this makes see. it even this makes it even more laughable care CGM we will be okay for the St Mirren game um, as it doesn't come into effect until the 27th so the 26th first football is it 100% the 26th? Yeah, it's the 27th for the, for the general public and the 26th for football and work that one out. Right, so how does that work here? I'm totally confused. <laughs> so am I. Uh, it's the Scottish government. Have you done anything that you've actually been uh, seeing it's sensible? I've not got a clue. I want to know as I'll ask I mean, because he's usually the man they know. What happens with away tickets? If you pay for a away ticket and the game's cancelled, do you get a refund for the club? Or did the club take money because you're not their supporter? You're an away supporter? I would assume that the club would have to seek the money back from Aberdeen, say, for example, because we uh, play them That's what I'm talking about, Aberdeen. I think Rangers will still be sitting with the cash in the ticket office uh, coffers. So the 1,900 fans or whatever it was that were going to Aberdeen supporters buses they've already paid for their tickets i would assume that if the game is if the game happens with 500 it's going to be obviously 500 uh, uh like officials and all that sort of situation it's not going to be hospitality or anything like that so i would assume that rangers would then refund if the game is postponed the ticket will then transfer to when the game actually takes place you would i would imagine yeah. Also, I was going to ask, they're talking about 500 people in a stadium, right? No, but I know you're done that percentage wise. 500 people in Kelty Hart Stadium and 500 people in Ibrox is totally different. So, why did they not come out and say, right, stadiums that hold this much, you can have 5%, 10% in it? Stadiums that hold this much, why did they not come out? Why did they just put a flat 500 across? Because you can go and see Atherley. I know they're not that, they're kind of junior, but 500 people in Dunterley is quite a lot of people. Whereas 500 people in Ibrox is pointless. There's, so there's I don't see a... why they've come across oh, just that. Hold on, figure. hold on, hold on. Um, I, I haven't seen this, but somebody's put it in the comments. Um, St Mirren's request for games against Celtic and Rangers to be postponed after a COVID outbreak at the club have been rejected. Um, oh, Alan, sens- sensibility, is that a word? That's not a word, is sens- it? Sensibility, is, I don't think it's a word, but... Um, I was just about to say, Ken, there's a simple answer to, to your question, and it's, it's far too sensible. <laughs> it's, far, it's far too sensible. Well, surely, <laughs> that, surely that right there proves, Cammy, that St Mirren can't prove, if I can use that word twice, um, that they have insufficient players. It just, it just basically confirms what I've, what I've just been saying. You know, if, if, you, if you've got enough bodies um, to play, rightly or wrongly, the game goes up. The game goes ahead, you know. I mean, so you're going to have a a, a St. Mirren team potentially with a few players out with COVID, and you'll have about ten Celtic players out with hamstring injuries. So <laughs> it could be could be an entertaining night tomorrow, you know. But I think that's that's good, you know. That that for me is a, a positive. Is a, is a, that's a that's a it's a positive that the the SPFL have made the 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 right call with regard to that. Well, that was going to be my next point. Um, the TV companies want this coverage. Over... Look, let's let's be brutally honest. Sky aren't really that interested in Scottish football. 
Sky but want four old. Sky want, so they want their money's worth, don't they? They want four old firm games a year, right? That's all Sky want. But they also want what they're paying for them. But I don't even know why they're paying for it, the, the amount of money Sky give us. But they want a product. So, I mean, I, I can't see Alan Sky being okay with just the SPFL going, oh, see the games you've got over the Christmas period, which is when most people will watch because most people yeah. are off work, going to just bin them. Yeah. Um, I, I I think Sky might have had some sort of saying it. The headlines that I was checking on there are certainly saying it's the SPFL's decision, but I've not read the stories yet. Um, but yeah, you know, Sky have paid. They've paid for a product. We'll, you know, we won't debate about how much they've paid and how we're undersold, but they've paid for a product. What are they going to put on if Scottish football cancels their fixtures? Are they going to put on reruns of the nineteen seventy one FA Cup final? I'd be, quite happy. I'd be quite happy to watch that because I like Arsenal. <laughs> um, but, that's how you, you mentioned it, didn't you? <laughs> but are people are people really going to watch want to watch things like that? No, absolutely not. Uh, Sky are going to want their product live football um, on the telly, so they probably have had a say in it, and they've probably got quite a lot of pull here because let's say when the contract when the deal runs out with Sky, where else are Scottish football going to go to get a deal? The, yeah, there, there's other options. There's BT Sport, there's Amazon and things like that. But Sky's Sky's the biggest table we can go to ask for money. So we need to keep them sweet. Scottish football has to keep them sweet. And Sky pay the women's football in England much more money than they pay us. Yeah. I know. What is it? Cinch, Cinch pay Tottenham more than they pay the, the full Scottish League. We could Listen, we could go on about that. Um, see, before we come to something that Alan wanted to raise, do you want to talk a wee bit of football? Nah, go on then. He's he's up for that, or are we just on a downer tonight? And we just leave it. <laughs> no, that's um, right. We obviously have our match reactions after every game, but seeing as there is no midweek game this week for us, um, I think we will just go back over the Dundee United game, not in depth, but we'll, we'll pull out a few things that we maybe we want to talk about, maybe a few individual players that we want to talk about. Um, care um, the game itself. Probably a poorest performance under Gio. I only seen the highlights, Martin, and uh, I probably say what I seen. It wasn't great. We got the three points, which is the most important thing. Uh, United, the young boys at United actually looked very good. And like I said the other night, they probably played with no fear and they were enjoying playing at a big stadium like Ibrox. Rangers probably could have done a lot more. Second half, I thought they had a couple more chances. They did the first half. Uh, like I say, he wasn't at the game, so I'm not sure why Hadji was getting so much abuse on social media. I quite like Hadji. I don't understand why somebody don't yet. Yeah, he had feel a cool maybe, game. That was it. That was all. I feel sometimes he's when he plays in the right, he does maybe fall out the game because he's not that type of player to run by somebody like we want, like Ryan Kent does. I feel Hadji's better in the centre, but I don't like Hadji, and I hope he stays at Rangers for a long time because I think he's valuable to his but I've just seen quite a lot of people criticising social media, which I don't really like to see, because you back a player, no matter if they're good or bad, you back them. I know, look, Hadji didn't have the best game, Cammy, but I, I did feel that some of the stick coming his way in social media was a wee bit harsh. He had uh, a high car officer had on the, the post-match on, on Saturday, <laughs> first half, uh, he, he just, no matter, no matter what he tried, it was just one of those, I, I genuinely think, I could be totally wrong in this. I genuinely think since Gio's came in, it almost looks as though he's trying too hard. If that if that makes uh, mm-hmm. it makes sense, I thought second half. I thought he was a bit better when he was a bit more central, without 
like pulling up any trees and creating massive stuff. He then tries the ridiculous Rabona, which um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I, what is it they say? Um, tricks are for the circus or something like that. You know, I mean, <laughs> he's he's just. Um, but CT's credit, he came out and he done the he done the post match presser and you know he didn't call out his his performance sort of th- situation, but he's just gone through a bit of a. He's going better through going through a bit of a dip in form, you know. I is he in the wrong? Is, is he in the wrong position, Cami? He's not. Listen, the, the playing the way that Gerard wanted to play that uh, wide right in the front three was fine because it wasn't expected to be stuck to the touchline and be wide and and almost play like a natural winger. It, that undoubtedly doesn't suit him. When uh, Aribo's away to. African Cup of Nations, I think I've said this a few times, the central position where Aribo has been playing mm-hmm. is up for grabs for Haji, Bakuna, guys like that to, mm-hmm. to basically step in and that's his oppor- that, that will be his opportunity. I've thought all along since Haji signed that he's far better central, he's, he's far better, better with a freedom to be able to play um, you know, no play wherever he wants, sort of thing, you know. But I think um he's just gone through a difficult spell. The, the manager clearly likes him. He wouldn't be continuing to pers- play him if he didn't think there was a is he a bit of a square peg in a round, a round hole playing on the playing on the on the the, the, the right wing. I mean I think I, I think the substitution on Saturday was a, probably a bit harsh on Lundstrom. But from a tactical point of view, I think it was the right substitution because it got Kamara back in as the as the six, and mm-hmm. it managed to bring Scott right on with a bit of pace and stuff. But Hadji just has to, as long as games continue, Hadji just has to play through this. And he's, he's listen, his quality's there. There's no any any doubt about it. But he'll never be a right winner in a a million years. For me, if Aribo's fit and Hadji's fit. It's one or other that play in the number ten position. Then it's a rebo. <laughs> no, then, then anyway. it is, no, then it is a rebo. But that's the yeah. that's the, the the situation. I know you try to get all your best players on the pitch, but you don't. If it upsets the sort of for me wide right position, it's Scott Wright fashion. Um, I think that's that's what you do, or I think Ruth potentially is maybe a bit more. Uh, intelligent that could maybe play there but I think uh, I just like the wide players to have pace and direct so I think uh, moving forward I think Zakala and Wright until we bring in as I said on Saturday Mbappe or Salah or somebody like that <laughs> Listen there's a point being made here by Fogdog which is a very very good point Kerr uh, man in a match so he couldn't have been that bad um, <laughs> Can, 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 I, can I just say, man of the match, the hospitality, they get to meet him. So, I know, I know. So, I so know. clearly, clearly, they have taken advantage of the hospitality and of uh, as you should, you know, you, they, they're probably 15 bottles of Budweiser down by the time they make that decision. And then they're like, who do we want to meet? And Hadji wins it, you know. It's, that is, it's, care the, the only reason I can imagine Hadji's picked. This man of the match. It probably is. I, I'll go with Cam with that one. I don't really venture into hospitality that often, so I'll agree with Cam there. 
know, so GB's put in the comments, was his dad in hospitality? Probably was, to be fair. <laughs> um, uh, I've lost, the, I keep, I get so many comments now that I keep losing comments. Um, where was it? Where was it? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Alan, your thoughts on Hadji? Uh, he got, like, like the guys have said, he, he got a bit of a bad rap. He didn't play well. Um, the whole Rangers team, to be fair, on on Saturday just really didn't play well. I thought I thought the criticism we had you was it was unfair. He had a bad game, and I think I saw Graham in the comments saying, you know, we're entitled to call players out and have a bad game. Absolutely, yeah. but there was uh, some of the things I saw on Twitter just they weren't they weren't nice. They were uncalled for. Yes, he had a bad game, but as you said, we never played particularly well. Um, Dundee United set up very well against us. They were really organised. Um, as soon as we got the ball, they knew exactly where they had to be. Um, they knew exactly the job we had to do. There was a big part of me thought um, if we didn't get the penalty, we didn't look like scoring. In my no, opinion. we didn't. Um, no, you know, so and it was a deserved penalty. You know, it, it wasn't one of these. The, uh, it was no, no, there's, no. There's, there's, there's no way. No, it was, it was never a penalty. It was never, I mean, his arm was out like that. <laughs> never a penalty. Never a penalty. I'm convinced it was. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so I uh, credit to Dundee United because they did absolutely set up really well against us. They knew exactly what they were doing, and they made it difficult for us. We we had to find something to to, to get past them and unlock them, if you want to use that phrase. Um, uh, is 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 that look? See on that point, Kerr, is that the benefit sometimes of having a lot of youth in your team? Obviously, you don't want as many changes as what they had, but surely that's a, an advert for, if you've got some good young players, give them a chance. I think it is. I think the boys, like I said to you that night, probably weren't expecting to be given a chance. They probably were told later on, listen, you're playing Saturday against Rangers, and they were a lot, they were a lot for it, because uh, chances like that don't come along often, especially from about four or five at one time. And I thought the young boy at 16 played really well for what i seen in the Highlights. I thought United were set up really well. Their shape was good. They were disciplined. They tried to hit in the break. They had a couple of chances. And I've watched them a lot this season, United. And some games they look awful, but I thought <coughs> they, they performed really well. Granted, Rangers weren't at their best. We didn't probably attack them as much as we should have. But this, Tom Cox has set them up well. And they were unlucky not to get some. But thankfully, they put away the penalty. And we get three points. And at the end of the day, if we win the league in the season, or when we win the league in the season, I should say, We'll not look back in that game and say that we were poor. We'll look back and say that got us three points. Then the games you have to win if you want to win the league. Yeah, as Nicholas says, look, three points, job done. Yep. GB with a tiny bit of an excuse there. I think the heavy schedule caught up was a bit like we were playing a, a heavily rotated Dundee United team. I don't know how to use that <laughs> as an excuse. It was just a poor performance. And Fog Dog wants to know if you can name anybody who got pass marks on Saturday. Anybody? Ah, we took a penalty under pressure. That's a big penalty, by the way. He could have missed it because he's missed a few. Yeah. I was, I, was, I was worried about who was going to take it, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, now he stepped up. Nah. I think he's. I think I said it in the post-match on, uh, on Saturday. He's, he's, he's a penalty taker for me now. I don't think Roof will be on the pitch um, often enough. I think you're... You get the impression, listening to the players, that I think it's quite flexible. I think uh, Hadji said that he can take penalties. I think Borna can take penalties. Roof can take penalties. So I think there's three or four of them fancying taking the penalties. But for me, Tav's last two penalties against Aberdeen, which was a bit 
a bit high pressure as well to to obviously make it two two, and then he slotted them right into the into the corner, back to the the penalty taker that he that he was. And my my opinion, the penalty taker should always be one of your the first names on your team sheet, and that is what what Tav is. So um, great yeah. penalty. See that's clean sheet. Clean so, sheet hold on, okay. See this, this. I'm getting oh, ah, the back four all get past marks. We kept to zero. I'm fed up hearing about keeping the zero. Uh, I love. I want the zero, clean Mark. sheet. It's I want the clean, clean sheet. It's not that. It's just uh, for some reason that keeping the zero. I don't know. It's an Americanism. Ah, yeah, <laughs> well, I, don't know. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable with it, care. Oh, well, I'm going to have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just saw in the comments here as well. I think it was GM eighteen seventy two said Rangers look tired, and I think that I, th- I think they're right, and I think that highlights the importance of this midweek break that we're not we're not playing again this midweek. Um, it gets us a chance to rest some players, gets Giovanni Van Bronckhorst some time on the training pitch, um, instead of sitting on a on a round just talking to the players. So uh, I think that's a really good comment. Rangers did look tired, and um, I think this is important for us. I bet it's no good for a podcast. No, having a midweek. It's no, it's no. What do you think? Long term. Long term. Just wait until COVID kicks in, Matt. I'm not going to be. Oh. <laughs> I tell you what. See, see if COVID kicks in. I tell you what. That's it. The Rangers rabble's finished. Uh, no, I'm all joking. I'm all joking. By the way, we're going to come on to what Alan wants to talk about now. But if anybody watching has got any questions they want to ask, or maybe a debate that they think would be quite good for maybe the last five or six minutes. Because I don't want to drag this conversation on too long. We're about to have with Alan because Alan might just explode. Please get him in the comments. Give us a wee bit of, uh, of an agenda because I usually write uh, write out an agenda, but I've been awfully lazy. I went for a haircut and my whole personality's changed. Um, right. So Alan, you wanted to bring something up and talk about something that you felt wasn't covered enough. So I will let you fire away with it, and then guys, you can come in as you please. Yeah. So that that's isn't going to be a, a slagging match, or it's it's not going to be um, you know. We're going, to, we're going to sit here and make derogatory comments towards individuals. But most of you will have seen the videos for Hamden um, on Sunday when fans were celebrating their team winning a trophy. Um, I won't name individuals because they've been dealt with uh, um, appropriately. But the, it's, it's the wider problem I want to bring up. There was a video of thousands of people using a derogatory term, something I don't find offensive, I think it's stupid, um, but it's a derogatory, derogatory term aimed at us and singing songs about a, a, a prescribed organisation. Now, we on this podcast and other podcasts and throughout the Rangers social media world have quite rightly condemned their own fans um, when we've, we've done stupid things. The bus going up to Ross County at the start of the season, for example. Uh, the song at Livingston, um, you know, quite rightly so, because it, it stoops to a level that is unbecoming of the Rangers' support. Um, but we've also been slaughtered by mainstream media politicians, football pundits, uh, null by mouth, uh, uh, call it out. We've been slaughtered by all of these people. And again, another another example comes to mind is the the March to Ibrox that was filmed in in Glasgow City Centre. We've been slaughtered by all these people. Where are they now when they should be slaughtering the other half of the city? And I'm not going to get into a debate and a point scoring thing, but what annoys me is we apologise when we do things we shouldn't be doing. And we are slaughtered for it. We're slaughtered for doing things we shouldn't be doing. Where's their apology? Who's sticking up for us? Where's the outcry? Why are we being held account? Why are we being held to a higher standard than the rest of Scottish society? I think it's something that needs answered because if we don't answer it, 
we become apologists and we just roll over and we become part of the narrative that we're big bad rangers and when we do something wrong we'll apologize for it. but when somebody else does something wrong nobody nobody bats an eyelid and we don't say anything about it either because we don't want to talk about it because it's not rangers and i understand that and i understand you know we spoke about this in our group chats whether we talked about this or not and at one point we wouldn't talk about it because it doesn't relate to rangers somebody has to start sticking up for Rangers and the Rangers support at some point. And we'll have to start calling this out. And these people that are hiding, are hiding for a reason. And I, I just wanted to highlight how frustrating it is that we are being held to account to a higher standard than everybody else. Okay. He's Alan spot on, I have to say. It's difficult, Alan, because we're in Scotland at this moment in time. I would say Scotland's more divided at this moment in time than it's ever been uh, through politics politics, through football, through whatever you want to call it. It's just not a place it used to be maybe 20 years ago, 10 years ago even. And I think it's hard because most of people in the media or politicians, they go with a certain narrative and the narrative is they don't like us. Basically, being blunt, they don't like us. We know that, but they don't want to call out the other side because that's the side they like. So you'll never hear people like... The politicians that talk about us, there's always certain ones that people like in the media that talk about us, uh, calling out somebody else because it doesn't fit what they want to talk about. As you've seen, and Rangers have apologised with boys singing a bus and apologised about other stuff. But when it happens at any other club, nothing seems to be made of it. It's like banter. It's like, oh, we don't, why don't you do this or that? And they've always got a, an excuse. But when we do things or singing certain songs, which the fans have been good at times, not bringing stuff up. Granted, some stuff we sing probably we shouldn't sing nowadays because the world evolves and you have to move on. And some of the stuff is kind of, I'm not going to say outdated, but it's some of the stuff you don't bring up in public. Sing it in your own house, sing it wherever you want, but don't sing it when you're in special, don't bother yourself. I just think Scotland at this moment in time, we're always going to be the big bad guys until somebody either gets in a position of power or the media turn because at this moment in time, it doesn't matter if we do nothing, the finger still gets pointed at us. Cammy, this is a point CGM's making. Look, Alan, you're wasting your time talking about this as it won't uh, as it won't change. Was that not a point that Alan's trying to make, Cammy? That if we don't bring stuff like this up, of course nothing's going to change. But listen, we're just a wee tiny podcast. You know, there's nothing that we can we can change. You know, written branch. But somebody has to start the conversation. Alan and Guy, Alan and Kara, uh, Alan particularly and Kara are spot on. We are in a, this is the country that we live in now. Um, many of these people won't put their head above the parapet for fear of um, losing their, their, the people that vote for them. I think that plays a, plays a major factor in, uh, in a lot of this. Um, they, we, we joke about the, the group chats and the WhatsApp messages, the coordination of uh, messages that come out when... If that was Rangers in the cup final on Sunday and a high-profile Rangers supporter has been silly enough to video themselves and have uttered uh, the F word or something along similar yeah. lines, you would, you would, would, what are we on Tuesday? We would, honestly, it would probably have been brought up in uh, Nicola Sturgeon's uh, briefing today, yeah. to be honest with you, you know, and that's the... You know, scunnered was an expression I used, uh, and I am scunnered at living in this country. You know, and that's uh, that's that's this is my country, but we we feel uh, as if we are uh, we are, you know, Rangers as a football club is perceived as the unionist football club, 
and that has a factor as well and the whole issue with regard to um, the political side of it and, and what have you. Listen, it's you could probably have a podcast in itself. Um, we could talk an hour about it because it is a it's a it's a subject that it's it's getting worse, and all we ever want is to be uh, treated the same way. Uh, that's all I want everybody is to be treated the same way. You know, you can't you can't throw sticks at at them, but no throw sticks at us sort of situation. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, and and that's not the case. You know, you compare the you know you go back to when we won fifty five, George Square. The, the the boys uh, marching through Glasgow, uh, outrage over a outrage by the way over a fake video of supposedly our players being sectarian. That's but how the, ridiculously but stupid. The, the, the thing about it is, it was coordinated. All the the usual usual useless idiots were were out there with their their outrage about it and uh, MPs that should know better but they know the game that they're playing they're, they're pandering to the people that vote for them you know you, you just go round and round and round in circles and it's uh, you know I, I i i don't know where this uh, where it ends you know i mean there's, there's a, a phrase somebody had said something about scotland has turned into northern ireland and and without the without the fighting effectively and without the guns sort of thing and it's the I think it was the Ulsterisation of Scotland, um and what goes on across there um and that's effectively they want us to be the they they just shoot shoot everything that Rangers do, look at the the, the, the Rangers support, how many good songs have came out in the last three four five months, the Rangers support are trying to change the, the the songbook you know i mean that that's the you know the, the ranger songbook now compared to the ranger songbook when i started going to games and listen i've been there done that i could i could, I could sing every song backwards but the the, the, the world's changed sort mm-hmm. of situation and i think the ranger songbook and the the song about players and joe aribo and tav and uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to burst into a, a medley here or anything like that. You know, but <laughs> I think, I think that's to be applauded. And I think, as a support, they talk about self-policing. The Ranger support are trying to put songs into the Ranger songbook. That my biggest frustration about us as a support is when you get a good song, there'll always be some rocket. I'll, I'll manage to get the add-ons into it. Ah, it's the mm-hmm. add-ons, right? So uh, we're now, we're now, a, we're now a few weeks down the line, and it's not happened. You know, so the fact the Rangers support are doing fantastic things, but we're just we're just one bad word or one bad video or one TikTok or one doctor TikTok away from being like all over social media and and spoken about in government. Uh, sorry, sorry, Martin. Just just to put the, the, the sort of final word on that, I don't want to turn it into a, a long debate, but. Uh, I've seen a couple of people commenting in the comments that you know there's no point talking about it. We can't change it. Um, you know, somebody has to start the conversation. Um, I see people talking about it in social media, individuals, and that's great. Individual people have got a very limited reach. It needs we as a collective group, the Rangers support, need to talk about this. Um, we need to talk about it right. It's not about point scoring, it's not about pointing the finger and going, What about it? It's about asking why we are not being held account to the same standard. And that is the only question I am asking because it's, it is frustrating and it frustrates the life out of me. Um, 
and, and that's what this is about. And that's the reason I thought it was important to raise it because it might start the conversation and it might get more people talking. The guys over at Club at 22, hello guys, how are you? Um, the sad part of it is they know it's wrong, but it doesn't suit their narrative. It frustrates me massively, however, social media allows this bias to go unchallenged. 55 destroyed so many people. Ken, I think this was long before 55. I think yeah. this was the day that we rocked up in the bottom division and we're still about, that this all these cogs started coming into motion. I mean, you hear they still say that this day Rangers died. If they died, then why are they so obsessed with everything we do or say or whatever? Mm-hmm. And when we went down to the bottom division, everybody in Scotland was happy with that. We paid they for thought dues, yeah. mm-hmm. They thought we were going to be there for years. We come back probably a year later than we should have, to be honest with you, but we come back. But since we've come back, the scene is getting stronger and they don't like the fact that we're now challenging and we won the league last season. Granted, we should be winning more cups, I have to say, but we won the league last season. They didn't like that because, they, like I said earlier, they took it every year. That was their name in the league trophy mm-hmm. because they won mm-hmm. it for so long. But they won it for so long without a challenge. And as soon as we gave them a challenge, you see what happened. This year, it will be closer. But I don't know. I don't know, Martin. It's just the Scottish... Scotland has to wake up as a nation because it used to be a great place to live. They used to tell people... You tell people you're from Scotland, they used to love it all your Scotland and they talk about things. But it's not like that anymore. I mean, you go you go abroad and you... No, last time I've been abroad, right? And if you don't, you don't mean the next time you'll be abroad. Well, I'm uh, home to go to Dortmund. <laughs> you, go, you go abroad and you, see, oh, you hear a Scottish accent. Where are you from? Are you, you, do you like football? Your Rangers are Celtic. And they have a laugh for you. But nowadays, when you go abroad, you don't want to meet another Scottish person in case it's a, somebody it's not, it's not, it doesn't agree with what you believe in. Because I've politics, always been like that. <laughs> politics, <laughs> politics and football in Scotland have became one and it should never become one because it's two totally different things. But for some reason in the West of Scotland especially, it's one thing and it shouldn't be like that because it's it's, it's just you know, politics is about people's life, livelihoods and about, about businesses. Yeah. Football's a sport in the day. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, not a matter, it's not like life and death. It's a sport, but it's important to a lot of people. But you shouldn't mix the two. But for some reason in the West of Scotland, the two of them are just totally mixed. And it's wrong. I know. My, listen, my political opinion doesn't matter. I hold my hands up right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Lib Dem man, so my political opinion doesn't matter. I thought really you were starting your own party, the Monster Raid and the Money Party. <laughs> um, right, I asked people for some questions. I didn't expect that debate to go on so long. So, gentlemen, if you will indulge me just a few minutes more, I've got a couple of questions. Could I, um, could I just say, Martin, that if, if we extend this, that's uh, two bottles of Prosecco that you owe my wife. So I am terrified of your wife. Absolutely. <laughs> Get that terrified. to me as well. I'm terrified <laughs> of everybody's wife. <laughs> Even your own. Mine's just really scary. Um, first of all, we've got Adam. Just with a point, I agree with you, Alan. Personally, I believe we are the most civilised club and supporters in Scotland, so our standards are and should always be high. Always, that's what Mr. Struff laid out for us. That's the way we should be. Our standards should always be high. Um, right, question from Darren Nock. Do you think we're going to have a regular system of play on the pitch or do you feel we'll be flexible to meet the challenge of our opponents? Who wants to take that one? Uh, my heart says um, we are Rangers and we should play the Rangers way and other teams should have to try and find a way to beat us. But my head says, and it looks like from what I've seen from Van Bronckhorst early doors, that he's quite happy to manage games and change things to try and find a way to break teams down when we are finding it hard to do so, like we did 
uh, at Easter Road and at Ibrox on Sunday. So um, I, I think I think there'll be a sort of blended approach. I, th- I think we'll, there'll be a you know you'll know you're watching a Van Bronckhorst Rangers team, but he will not be afraid and he won't leave it too late to change things up and, and find a way to win games when we need to, or manage manage games and see them out when we need to. You know if if uh, you know if by some miracle we're up on nothing after two legs with five minutes to go against Dortmund and you know we're parking the bus, then I think that's that's just as good as as uh, trying to play exciting football to win a game as well. We did cry just, out, Cammy. We, we cried you, out when Gerard was the manager to change something, change this, change that, do it, make this little tactical change, and maybe he did. But um, the question was, will, will Gio be more flexible? I think he will be. I think he's the early signs of uh, of showing that. You know, I mean, Saturday, use Saturday as an example. You know, five minutes into the game, he's he's changed uh, he's changed uh, up obviously on the basis of how Dundee United have set up. It's no working first half. He brings uh, Scott Wright on at half time. It doesn't appear to be like for like. Um, I think that was always a frustration with previous substitutions. For example, it was a case of yeah. you you wouldn't vary the way that you you think about. I think Alan says t- uh, at Easter Road, Kemar Roof and Scott Arfield came on and played. Arfield played very close to Kemar Roof. I mean, it was a honking game of football. But mm-hmm. the influence that they two had contributed to us being better in the last 15, 20 minutes, you know. So I think it'll be horses for courses. I mean, I, d- I don't expect uh, much to change uh, style-wise until the summer, until he starts to get his own players uh, his own players in. I think he'll make use of what he's got sort of thing. But I think we will undoubtedly be flexible. I think he knows how he wants to defend. But I think middle to front, I think there will be a, a flexibility in how he sets up depending on opponents. You know, I mean, I think he might have three men man marking Haaland when we play Dortmund. But apart from that, I think uh, I think we'll be quite uh, quite adaptable and flexible. Can I just say, sorry, Curry Winchers, I'm not surprised none of my comments were highlighted. i never seen them. There's so many comments. Um, I'll certainly try and have a look through and see if I can find some. Um, but there is so, so many comments. And another comment, Kerr, and maybe you're probably a wee bit more, maybe, maybe Alan, because I know that Alan does go to a few of the youth games. See, I'm having to scroll back about a year to try and find it, and I can't find it. The question was about Tony Weston, Kerr. Um, obviously, look, banging in the goals for the B team. Yeah. Um, and I'm no and I'm no youth aficionado. Uh, I don't watch a lot of the games. Um, but is, is he worth a, a shot in the first team for you? That's what, no, that's what it was asked. No, I think it's too much a gap, Jordan, for the B side um, in the first team, I think. Is it that much? To- I gap? think Tony's next mm-hmm. option is maybe six-month loan spell somewhere to get him regular football and then coming back into the side. Obviously, Joe's manager might decide, but I personally think for him and somebody like, even like Charlie McCann, I think coming for the Astro into the first team is too much a gap. It's too much. Well, it's different at different that, clubs, Martin. If right, you went to St. it might be not as big a gap, but coming to a team like Rangers, it's a big gap to jump into. Right, just on that point, Ken, I'll put this straight back to you. How can teams like Barcelona, Ajax, Man U, Liverpool, how can these guys do it? The youngsters must be better. They'll be playing against better but opposition down there. Have a chance? I'm just, that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. I just think it's too much a gap. I just I think, think you think a lot of these clubs will still send players out on loan. 
No, I, I, Alan, I get that, but we never really seem to take that that chance on a young player ever. I mean, yeah. Nathan Patterson, he's nearly he's in he's what 2021 20, now, Nathan. I think Nathan's an exception. I think we need to remember that the, the, the lads are doing exceptionally well in, in the Lowland League. They're doing really well. But we have seen them play to higher league oppositions this season and Cove Rangers and Air United, and they struggled. They struggled as a team, not, as, not necessarily as individuals. They struggled as a team. That really goes to show the difference in standard. And there's games in the Lowland League they struggle as well because there's some good outfits in the Lowland League. Um Spartans, for example, just off the top of my head. Um, so, you know, there's some tough games in there. That's why they're playing at that level, um, is to, to test them at that level. But the next step for them is definitely a lot of these players will be going out on loan. Even if it is only a few months, they need to test themselves at a championship level, at the very least for me. Um, and then we'll see, well, then we'll start to get some of them in the first team. They're still young as well. They're still young lads. There's... Um, there's a, there's a lot of growing left to get done, and I think we will see some of these lads in the first team. Um, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. They have to try this level, try that level. Look, we just played against Dundee United's under fives, and quite, I know it was forced on them, but some of our players looked really, really good. Why are we so scared as a club to give youth a chance, Cammy? There isn't the same level of expectation at Dundee United, I would say, for a start. Uh, the jump from the Lowland League to playing for Rangers in the, the SPFL is absolutely massive. A couple of years ago, Tony Weston's doing fantastic, scoring goals, brilliant. Next stage is undoubtedly a loan to a Partick Thistle or a Queen of the South or somebody along those lines. Two years ago, Dapo Mabudi was the bright young thing He's now no longer at Rangers. He was scoring goals for fun. He went out on loan to X, Y and Z clubs. Didn't it happen? You know, so there's a lot of talent in that B, that B team. There's no doubt at all about it. But none. Charlie McCann was released by Man United. You know, so he's came to us. He's probably playing at a level below what he's capable of. But I think the, the, the jump for me is, and you know, I'll say Charlie McCann, for example. Who's he? Who's he going to? Um, and I spoke to Graham about this one actually. Stephen Kelly has done fantastically well at Ross County and Air across two loan spells, but he's not had opportunities. But who are they better we are than? Not a club. We are not a club who gives you a chance. We are Steve, not. Stephen Kelly is the player that we should be introducing to the first team now because yep. he he's he's had that advancement. Excuse me. He's he's had his loan spells, so he should be getting into the first team now. There's obviously a reason he's not because first it was Gerard, now it's Van Bronckhorst, although it's early days there. Um, so there's obviously there's maybe a reason that he's not, but he is that he's where here's he is where Tony Weston, Charlie McCann, Juan Alegria, these type of players are going to be in a year and a half's time. That's where Steve. That's where Steve Kelly is. Honestly, and, and I hope it, I hope it changes now. Obviously, with Geo and and obviously Dave Voss coming for the Ajax youth setup. I hope it changes now. And we give you a chance. I know. Look, look, we had our problems in 2012. Obviously, well documented. We could have maybe done a bit more with the youth coming up, but I don't know what it was like behind the scenes then, care. I don't know what state the club was in behind the scenes with regards to how quickly they really needed to get back up the leagues. I don't know, but I mean. What youth players have we brought through in the last 30 years? What have you got? Alan Hutton, Barry Ferguson. We are not a club that is good at bringing through youth players. We don't have a good record, Martin, no, and hopefully that changes. But it's, 
you're always going to get a team that, like we mentioned, the B team have got a lot of good players on it, but if you bring one through and they make it as a first team regular, you're happy with that. Because I love them, 11 or 15, I know, but I'm just saying, but 11 or 15, am I going to make your first team? It's just not possible. It doesn't happen anywhere. So if you bring one, I know that you're going a bit, you got back mighty. They've done it with a few guys, but how long ago was that as well? It's very difficult to come into a big club, a big environment, and take the boys have to show something slightly different to be in the first team. So maybe Gio will do it. Maybe he's totally different for Gerard and his backroom staff. So he's only been in the club, Gio. So maybe over the break, he'll look at the players and see what they like. I mean. I don't know. It's maybe something we have to look at. We all love to see a young guy come in. I mean, you know, Nathan Patterson can offer us, but he's not played a lot of games, but he's still playing games. And he, if he stays at Rangers, he'll be playing a lot more games in the future. But like Alan said, he's an exception. He he just, for some reason, fought his strength of first team without any kind of have to go anywhere because he was just a bit better than other players that's come through. But some of these guys will come in and they just, Kind of their confidence just gets shot to pieces. Look at Jake Hasty, can't even go on the bench for a party at Thistle. Yet he was at Motherwell and he was a shining light. People are saying he's the next best thing. He's Motherwell's asking for a million pounds to keep the Rangers. We, we all thought this is a good signing for Jake Hasty. He's a big boy, he's athletic, he's quick, he can score goals. He, he kind of failed and now he's at party at Thistle. He's not played since the end of September. That's a I long hear, time. By the way, CGM has made a fantastic point. The big difference is if you play a Tony Weston in our first team surrounded by top players, then he would get chances to score. Play him with Partick Thistle and they don't create the same amount of chances. So, 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 so are you telling me he starts instead of Alfredo Morelos, Kemar Roof, Fashion Sakala? Well, Kemar Roof's been injured. Alfredo Morelos went off the boil and Fashion Sakala doesn't play every game. Are you okay. trying to tell me that you couldn't bring in a young player for one or two games? Are you try to tell me against St Mirren you couldn't rest an Alfie with Roof out injured, play Sakala out wide and play Tony Weston through the middle? Yeah, because uh, they're not good enough. Because we're not, a, we're not a club that does it. Because we're not a club that believes see, in see, it. See, see the comment earlier on about Billy Gilmer. Barry Ferguson, Billy Gilmer, Nathan Patterson generational talents that's the that's why they, they we wouldn't have wasted uh, Billy Gilmer if Billy Gilmer had they been lured by Chelsea Billy Gilmer would have been playing in that team under Gerrard no doubt at all about that you know well, but they, so, they, what, so what we're saying is I'm we going to bring through one youth player a generation that's it that's uh, all Rangers can offer I'm going to disagree with Cami I think and the team that we were, we looked to introduce Billy Gilmer and I think we would have wasted them. And I'll tell you exactly why, because that Rangers team under Mark Warburton and then Pedro Cachinha, if we were bringing Billy Gilmer in, then that Rangers team was mince. Let's call a spade a spade. It was mince. So we would go on his back. The Rangers support would be the ones going, that lad is no good enough. Get him off the park. Get Nico Crankger on. He's no good enough. That destroys his confidence. He would then have left Rangers and he I would was, be playing. I was, he would be playing this I only referenced Gerard when Gerard uh, came in. If Gerard yeah, had been there, Billy Gilmer um, would have. But my yeah, opinion, I, no, you're, you're spot on. He might have been, but I think he would have been away by the time Gerard came in. I, th I think Stuart Keane says that Leon King has a chance. How long have we been saying Leon King has a chance? Look, I'm going to end it there because I was getting a wee bit angry. <laughs> Leon King's only is still only 17. Come on, you know, so, <laughs> Le you know, can I just you don't, Leon, you don't often Le see angry Martin, you know what I mean? Got, I apologize. Le Le Leon King's got six months left in his contract, so uh, 
And he, you know, Leon well, King's got six months left on his contract. He's seen how every other youth player has came through at Rangers and he's thinking to himself, I've not got a chance here. I might as well go. But if he goes to England, he's not going to play an EPL side. He's going to be not under It's not about playing an EPL side. No. It's about playing regular football. And he but knows he's not going to get football. He's put in the academy. Listen, mm. if he goes to England, he collects 10 grand a week and he plays under 23 development football. If that's where he wants to go, Good luck to him. But, but, he's, but do, you he's know what? do you know what? If that's the height he's ambition, good luck to him. We don't need players like that. Sorry, no, that's bull, right? That's maybe not the height he's ambition. What he's doing is he's looking at the previous record that Rangers have got of bringing through youth players and he's thinking, hmm, nah, no thanks, not for me. Well, or he could be thinking, I'm going to sign a contract next week and he could become, and he could <laughs> he could be the next best thing. Who do I know? I'm just in a bad mood. Right. Thank <laughs> you, guys. <laughs> thank you everybody for watching um, but you do of course you can join us on YouTube and get loads of extra content if you want just hit the join button, you really do help support the pod, hold on hold on, Curry Muncher, I agree with Martin on this, somebody Curry agrees Muncher, with me don't make Curry Muncher, I've always thought there was something funny about you, somebody <laughs> agrees with me it's amazing um, thank you so much for watching, you can't, like I say you can join us um, on YouTube, hit the join button, um, you can help support the podcast, or if you, you can also join us on Patreon as well um, and get lots of extra content there please do like and subscribe um, a like helps us more than you can ever imagine um, and after the podcast is done, come back later on and just put a wee comment in, apparently that helps as well, uh, Cami. Care, Alan, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Oh, before I go, um, cheers, lads. Have a good Christmas and all the best to you and yours. That goes to everybody. Have yeah. a fantastic Christmas. I hope Santa is good to you because he's certainly not going to be good to me. Um, and we shall speak to you if there is a game. We shall be back for match reaction on Boxing Day. Um, let's wait and see, shall we? Thank you, and we'll speak to you soon. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.